0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. It is Thursday, April 7th, and this is People Every Day. Hello there everyone, happy Thursday and happy opening day to all of you baseball fans out there. It's me, your favorite host, Janine Rubinstein. And just like you, I am already looking forward to the weekend. So glad tomorrow is Friday, but we have a great show planned for you today. So let's get to what has been buzzing around my timeline. Only just a few short hours ago, the Senate voted to confirm Ketanji Brown Jackson's appointment to the Supreme Court. Judge Jackson is a former public defender and will be the first black woman to serve on the nation's highest court in its 233-year history. Fifty-three senators voted to approve Jackson, while a very excited Kamala Harris, the first black woman elected vice president of the United States, presided over the Senate proceedings. Judge Jackson will be sworn in this summer at the end of the current. current 2021-2022 term when Justice Stephen Breyer officially steps down. Breyer was appointed by President Clinton in 1994 and was a key figure in preserving the Affordable Care Act and upholding women's rights to reproductive services. Ahead of today's vote, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said of Jackson, quote, This is a great moment for Judge Jackson, but it is an even greater moment for America. Congratulations to Judge Jackson. This is an incredibly exciting day for her and just in our nation's history. Camila Cabello's newest album *Familia* is set to be released tomorrow. The 25-year-old singer recently opened up to People about the struggles that went into making her third album.
1: At the beginning of the process, I was like a like, like cripplingly uh, anxious, and just like was like in the worst like mental health state ever.
0: Cabello said that she took a break from her work for a little bit and spoke openly about going to therapy and what a positive impact it had on her mentally and creatively.
2: I feel amazing now. I really feel like I'm like living my truth and I'm speaking my truth. Um, And that feels like really like opposite
0: of anxiety. So proud of her for speaking out. I think sharing these kinds of stories, especially from successful people that seem like they have it all together, gives strength to, you know, so many others. Her new album, Familia, which, like I said, will be out tomorrow, is reported to be entirely autobiographical, although... Camila didn't say which parts of her life inspired the album. She and Shawn Mendes did in their two year relationship this past November. So I have a feeling there may be some inspiration coming from that. I cannot wait to listen. Zoe, so is it true that you have a new passion in life?
1: Are you obsessed with ghosts? I've accepted the fact that like, I, I see things and I hear things.
0: Apparently, Vanessa Hudgens talks to dead people. (laughs) That was her on Tuesday's episode of The Kelly Clarkson Show. The 33-year-old high school musical alum told Kelly that she's had a lot of, quote, experiences ever since she was a child.
1: This is like a gift and like something that I have the ability to do, so I'm going to lean into it. My favorite thing is called a spirit box. Okay. And it basically scans radio
2: frequencies really quickly.
0: So then Vanessa and her friend took one of these spirit boxes to a cemetery to try and talk to spirits, which, um, no, no thank you very much. They go to one tombstone of a spirit who was rumored to be playful, and they use this spirit box thing to, to try to speak with them. And here's what happened.
1: So I turn it on. I'm like, hi, Sam. I'm Vanessa. This is Gigi. I'm like, I'm not very good at this. I'm like, you're Sam. (laughs) I am so into doing this, wow. And then Gigi goes, Sam, can you tell us our names? What are our names? And then we just hear, shh, Vanessa, shh.
0: No. No, is exactly right. Just no. We talked about Courtney Cox seeing a ghost a few weeks ago. And again, I still am not sure where I stand on the whole ghost thing, but I'm also not out here trying to find out. It is weird that so many celebrities have experiences with ghosts. But, I mean, I guess if you're a ghost and you want to talk to someone, why not talk to someone famous? (laughs) If I were a ghost, Beyonce would hear everything I had to say. (laughs) And now, for the latest on a family that always has something to say— The Kardashians. It's the Kardashians' world, and we are all just living in it and watching it. The famous family's new show, simply titled The Kardashians, is about to premiere on Hulu. And as always, they are giving us a ton of content. Last night, the family sat down with Robin Roberts to talk about their lives, their loves, and their incredible success. So joining me now to break down everything we learned is People's Michelle Corston and Lene Brody. Hi, guys.
1: Hello. How are you
0: I'm good. Well, let's start just with what Kim had to say. We have covered the ins and outs of her tumultuous divorce from Kanye West. And last night, she spoke to Robin Roberts about that.
1: You want to take the high road, and sometimes it's hard. But I think that at the end of the day, everyone has their own way of communicating. And I've always been like a champion of him speaking his truth, and I would always want that. Tell me what
0: else she said.
1: So she said she's really open and honest with her kids about the split. She also said that the two older ones, North, who's eight, and Saint, who happens to be six, understand what's going on, while the younger ones, Chicago, who's four, and Psalm, who is only two, don't really understand what's happening. She continued to say, quote, Connie and I have had conversations. We have to talk daily for the kids, so you know I hate that it had to play out like that. But when it comes to family, I mean, Connie and I will always be family.
0: Yeah, like uh, more power to her, man. It has- has been a roller coaster. But she also spoke about her her new beau, Pete Davidson. So, uh, Michelle, tell me what she said there and what her family thinks about him.
2: Well, Kim called herself a relationship kind of girl, which I think anyone who's been tracking her over the past decade knows for sure. She likes to be with someone special and to focus her attention on them. She obviously doesn't want to rush into anything. She's not even officially divorced yet, but she's, quote, very happy and very content. And she described herself as feeling at peace. And from everything we've heard and they've said, the Kardashian-Jenner family absolutely love Pete. Chris said he's great. Chloe said he makes her laugh all the time. And I think everyone is just so happy that after the tumult of everything she has been through over the past few years that she's found someone who makes her smile.
0: Right? Well, as we know, Pete and Kim were linked after she hosted Saturday Night Live this past October. One skit that caught a ton, and I mean a ton, of buzz was when they dressed up as Aladdin and Jasmine and kissed on the flying magic carpet.
1: I like you just the way you are. Now, are you going to kiss me or not?
0: I sure am, Jasmine. Well, last night, she was on with Jimmy Kimmel. And apparently, that skit helped Pete give Kim the perfect Valentine's Day gift. Right, Lene? Okay, so Kim told Jimmy last night, quote, actually for Valentine's
1: Day, he got me the rug and the whole outfits and that little genie lamp. So I do own the rug, end quote. And I thought that was so cute. But I heard about the pink roses. I heard they were absolutely huge, which she did inform everybody about once she got on with Jimmy and said, quote, does that make the other boyfriends look bad? He is really pulling out all the stops for her. I love it.
0: Well, from one Kardashian sister to another, let's talk about Courtney. As we know, Courtney married her fiancé, Travis Barker, in Las Vegas earlier this week, but they did not get a marriage license. So they kind of had a wedding, but not a real marriage. So Kourtney elaborated on that further last night. What did she share?
2: So... This was very confusing when the news first broke. Everyone was like, oh my God, they're married. Because you think when you go to Vegas, the whole point is to like get an official marriage license quickly. But then it turned out that uh, Courtney says they literally could not get a marriage license at that hour. I think it was like 2, 3 a.m. Honestly, surprising to me. I thought that it was like a 24-7 deal. and, And Courtney said she thought that too. But apparently the office to get the license opens at eight o'clock. But, you know, Travis and Courtney were still fresh off the Grammys, obviously totally in love. They still wanted to do it. So they did what she called like a practice ceremony. Based on what she said, they feel married anyway. But this was very unexpected and fun and um, very Kardashian.
0: So they did want to officially tie the knot, but because, you know, Elvis's registrar's office doesn't open until 8 (laughs) a.m. They couldn't, so they just did what they could do. Well, of course, the family weighed in on the wedding and shared where everyone was and what was happening. Apparently, Kim was asleep, (laughs) Lene.
1: She goes to bed very early. She's up very early in the gym at 6 a.m. As she has said many times before, and she said she found out via text, quote, she put it in the group chat like, oh, hey guys, by the way, I got married last night and I woke up to like a million texts.
2: And you know what's super interesting is back in the day, Courtney wanted to run off to Vegas with Scott and Chris kind of stopped it from happening. We know Courtney is the one who like doesn't love the spotlight as much as everyone else, a little more low key, but obviously Chris supported it this time around.
0: You guys, I know there's still so much to talk about with the Kardashian-Jenner crew. After the break, we get into what Chloe had to say about her on-again, off-again relationship with her ex, Tristan Thompson, and what mom Kris Jenner has going on. But first something that caught my ear this week. Nicki Minaj was just on the latest Carpool Karaoke with James Corden where she opened up about motherhood and also did a spot-on impersonation of Adele. You have to check it out with me right when we come back. We are back. And as I was saying before the break, Nicki Minaj was just with James Corden on Carpool Karaoke, which returned after two years of the hit Late Late Show segment being on hiatus due to the pandemic. And you guys, something that caught my ear was her impersonation, her impression of Adele. It made me laugh so hard. Go, give me your best Adele impression. This, I
1: go viral for basically anything. Do you know what I mean? Like I sit down at the basketball game, right? Mm. I don't look at the camera. I go, I do one of these numbers. I go like, and I'm, I'm viral. Do you know what I mean? Like people pay for these sort of viral moments. Do you know what I mean?
0: Just perfect, right? <laughs> Nikki was just on the whole segment. She was so fun and so playful, like we haven't seen her in a while. But I was also into what she had to say about being a mom.
1: I don't care what could be going on, what just, what text just came through my phone, or what I just saw on the internet. When I look at my son, I'm like just magically in love. You know, he just makes me laugh, makes me smile, makes me happy. Like he's just so cute and cuddly.
0: I just love that the star has had you know a lot of ups and downs in the spotlight in recent years and we've mostly only seen her as this really intense fierce performer so it's nice to hear her open up about her softer side and and how much she gets out of being a mom speaking of being a mom in the limelight it's time to dive back into the kardashian talk and hear what we can expect to see from matriarch chris jenner and the rest of the family on their return to reality tv Well, in keeping with the Kardashians today, we are now going to change our focus to Chloe and Momager, Kris Jenner, who have their own things going on. Uh, the topic of Chloe and Tristan and her honest thoughts on their relationship was definitely one of the anticipated conversations going on and going into last night's interview. So here's what Chloe said about Tristan I still think he's a great guy and he's a great dad. He's just not the guy for me. Now, after all that she has been through with him from infidelity to paternity scandals, I do not know how she remains so composed, but I still have Michelle Corriston and Lene Brody here to help me figure out the inner workings of the brains of the Kardashian women. So, uh, Michelle, going over to you, what else did she have to say about Tristan and their relationship?
2: Well, in the clip that we just heard, you know, she said he's not the guy for her, which I think all of Chloe's fans have kind of been knowing for quite some time. But Chloe got really, really vulnerable in this interview. And she talked about the first big cheating scandal right before she gave birth to True. And as we saw on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, she still wanted him in the delivery room. And this was like, so fresh. She had just found out that he was cheating on her while she was pregnant. She kind of explained that decision a little more. She said, it may have looked strange to the outside world, but when my daughter watches my home videos, those videos are going to be as pure and perfect as I was able to make them. And, you know, obviously they were on good terms while they were co-parenting true, but then there was lots of ups and downs. And then finally in December, a woman named Marilyn Nichols claimed that Tristan had fathered her baby. Tristan sort of denied this. There was a whole court case and eventually he admitted that he had had a sexual relationship with Nichols while he was dating Chloe and that he is the father of this, of this baby boy, Theo. And he apologized to her on Instagram. He admitted like, you don't deserve the way I have treated you over the years and I'm so incredibly sorry. She has dealt with heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. And not only with this man, everything with Lamar. And hopefully, like, the next person that she dates is someone who she can trust. Because that definitely has been a common theme through her last few
0: relationships. And hopefully it's not an NBA player. I'm just saying it, okay? <laughs> well, well, for Chris for Jenner, it seems that the big conversation piece here was dealing with Caitlyn's transition and how she and the family handled it.
2: We're friends, and um, I see her when she's at a family thing, so it's, you know, settled down a lot. I think it was a big shock. It's a scary thing to go through because you know nothing about it. You know, it's a subject I never thought that I would ever
0: have to directly deal with, confront, be understanding. So do you think there is some regret here on how their relationship evolved after Caitlin's announcement? And and what is the the status of their relationship now?
1: We haven't seen Caitlyn as much. And now that the show's back, like, I don't know about you, I'm going to be very interested to see if Caitlin does make an appearance because um, I caught up with her actually Sunday night at an event. And she told me she's very close with all of her children still, including Kim and Chloe and Courtney, which I also found really interesting. She said that I think it was a big shock. It was a scary thing to go through because you know nothing about it. It's a subject I never thought that I would be a would ever have to directly deal with or confront or be understanding about. Something that I didn't, you know, understand. I wouldn't know how
0: to handle this either. I don't know about you guys. I think it was a big shock for everyone. I remember covering it. It was the idea that, wow, hold on, wait, so the family it doesn't know either. And this hadn't been something that had been worked through across the board and kind of gone through Chris Jenner's machine.
2: And that was kind of the big argument about why a lot of members of the family, specifically Chloe, stopped talking to Caitlyn after all this, because... In her memoir, Caitlin said that Chris knew about her gender identity issues throughout their marriage, and Chris was like, i didn't I did had no idea it was to this extent." And so a lot of the Kardashian daughters felt like their mom didn't need to be discussed in that way. Maybe Caitlyn thought it was obvious. Maybe Chris was kind of blocking it out, but I know that was a big um, sticking point for them. And like, obviously today, Caitlyn is kind of a fraught public figure. Some of her political stances don't necessarily align with the values that most people who support the transgender community believe in. But we have to remember at the time that she came out, it was revolutionary. It was huge. And it taught a lot of us about this community and the struggles they face. She did go on to say that now they're fine.
1: We're friends. And she continued, and I see her when she's at a family thing. So it's, you know,
0: settled down a lot, end quote. Did they say anything about why Kim said women need to get off their their butts in work
2: she did apologize for that kind of recently and say that she misspoke and like earlier in that interview she was talking about like a specific scenario not necessarily like all women and she did admit that that came off very tone deaf but like we're grateful
0: for the tiktok sound you know why why guys why are we so why are we so obsessed i'll start with you michelle
2: Oh, Janine, I've been obsessed for so long. They obviously live this like extraordinary life and there's the wealth and the glamour and the publicity. But at the end of the day, like early keeping up was so fun because it captured how mundane their lives were. And like, just like their hilarious, like dinner table conversations with their big salads. It sounds weird to say in 2022, but like there is an aspect of them that's relatable. And I think like the dynamics of family are something that our culture has always been fascinated by. And the bigger their star rises, the more interesting it is. I was in a Kardashian
1: frenzy last night. I was viewing
2: the episode,
1: watching Robin Roberts, watching Kimmel and preparing for tonight's premiere where we're going to be interviewing them on the red carpet. And Kim even mentioned, I, I watched so much content last and I can't remember which one it was, but she mentioned, all I wanted was to be famous and how she looked up to Paris Hilton and Paris and her really were trailblazers in this community and she admits it and she owns it. and they are relatable. And I don't know about you guys, but I love my skims and I love my good American and I love what they do. And I have to say my favorite takeaway from the episode, which you guys will get to see when it premieres next week is watching Kim be a mom. You literally get to watch her in in the very beginning, be a mom, be around the kids. I'm watching her juggle four children, like a regular human being. And that was when I felt the most connected to her as a viewer.
0: We will be watching. Guys, thank you so much for just living in the K world with me today.
1: (laughs) Anytime. Thanks for having me.
0: Here on People Every Day, with everything going on in the world, we try to always leave you on a positive note or share something enriching, which is why I love this story I just read about Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren's upcoming film, The Duke, has been receiving loads of positive praise since it made its premiere at the Telluride Film Festival in 2020, but Mirren may not be aware of that. The 76-year-old Oscar-winning actress told people that she's not really into reading reviews of her work and said, quote, when I was younger, I used to read reviews, but I found it was very disruptive, both the good ones and the bad ones, and that the good ones gave you an unrealistic sense of how good you are, and the bad ones just destroyed you. So I don't read reviews. She did acknowledge that reviews do give actors, quote, a sense of how a film's been received, which she admitted is important for their careers. But I just found what she had to say super interesting and centering in a way. I think it's easy for all of us to get too high or, or too low or compare ourselves to other people or other versions of ourselves. And it's nice to just focus on what we're doing in the moment. Just It just felt like a good reminder for all of us, including myself. So thank you, Helen Mirren, a true dame. Well, not that you need to hear it, but I am a big fan of all of you out there listening to us every day. It's serious. Seriously means the world. We will be back with you again tomorrow to close out the week with more People Every Day.